My talk today is called Don't Lose Your Voice. Your voice isn't just a random mix of tone and volume. It's not just the sound created by air moving across your vocal cords. Your voice is like your vocal DNA. It's a God-given gift that gives you the possibility and the potential to influence and encourage, to envision, to speak strength to those who are struggling and to comfort those who are having a really difficult time. And I'm a bit of a kind of tigger. I get excited about the day. I wake up full of energy and enthusiastic about all that's going to happen. But just last Wednesday, it didn't feel like that at all. I, I woke up and actually the first emotion I felt was fear. It kind of gripped me. It felt like I'd been winded. And as I got out of bed, I had this thought going around my mind, like, what do you think you're doing trying to use your voice to make a difference? Your little voice in this big city, you're kidding yourself. And then I felt almost like alone. And this sense of like, you're on your own. What are you trying to do? And I went downstairs, I made myself a cup of tea and I opened my Bible. And the first thing I read was this passage from Acts 18, when the Lord Jesus, the risen and ascended Jesus, appears to Paul. And this is what he said, and this is what I read. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. For I am with you and no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. And as I read those words, I felt this peace and this confidence and this courage rise up in me again. And I find it fascinating that of all the things Jesus could have said to Paul at this key moment of challenge and opportunity, he was focused on encouraging him to use his voice, to realise the significance of the voice that he had and to keep on speaking about who Jesus is and what he's done. And I wonder today which of those words of Jesus, which are there to encourage you, which of them you particularly need to hear when you think about using your voice. Maybe it's don't be afraid. Paul faced opposition and challenge and insults and that can make you a bit afraid. And sometimes fear, it kind of freezes your voice. I still remember being in my politics class at sixth form and a teacher I really admired, Mr. Smith, just randomly one day said, no one in this class is a Christian, are they? No one believes any of that stuff. And then he looked around the class and he kind of caught my eye and I felt my voice like freeze up. It was almost like my jaw froze and I just couldn't get any words out. And I was thinking, what is going on? I mean, am I afraid that he might think less of me, that my friends might look at me in a different way? In that moment, I needed to hear Jesus' words here. Do not be afraid. It's natural to feel fear sometimes. Paul later wrote in 1 Corinthians, he wrote about this time when he came to Corinth. He said, I came to you in weakness and with fear and in great trembling. He felt the fear, but yet he still managed to push through and see a city turned upside down. It's natural to feel fear, but don't let temporary fears steal your eternal joys. Don't be afraid. Or maybe it's keep on speaking. At the moment, the temptation is to kind of go a bit quiet because I kind of look around and I think everyone's got a lot on and they, they're just trying to get through this kind of crazy season of life. And I've got a lot on too. I'm like thinking, can I make it through to Christmas? Is it going to be okay? And so I kind of look around at the people around me and think, well, you know, they wouldn't be interested. But what if they are? Oh, well, that person, it's, it's not up their street. But what if it is? Oh, well, I'm not sure they're asking these sorts of questions. But what if they are? 
What if as the plates are shifting, the spirit is stirring questions in the friends and colleagues around you? And they're thinking, actually, what is my purpose? Who am I on a core level? What do I really want out of life? What is the meaning of all of this? And your voice might just be the match that sparks the fire. And then don't be silent. It's so easy to go silent. Sometimes it takes a bit of courage to kind of push through the pain barrier and say something. I think of Hope Virgo. Hope's a friend of mine and she's an amazing campaigner. Campaigns on lots of really important issues and because of that she has a kind of a social media profile and this time last year wouldn't have called herself a Christian or a church girl and she came on Alpha just this time last year and on the Alpha weekend away she prayed a prayer to become a Christian. I didn't know this had happened, I wasn't aware this had happened and then a few hours later that, that afternoon I was just scrolling through Instagram and I saw this post from Hope and she had put this on her Instagram. This week, I went on the Alpha weekend away with HDB and I decided to give my life to Jesus. And I looked at this and I thought, that is bold, that is brave. I mean, it's one thing praying a little prayer in a quiet corner, privately. It's another thing to put it on your Instagram, which is like, then it is for real, you are letting everyone know. And I asked her about it, I said, how did you do that? And she said, well, actually, said, I w- it was a bit nerve-wracking because I use all my social media accounts for my campaigning, so lots of people follow me on them, and it felt a bit daunting. She said, but I was just so excited that I'd encountered Jesus. I just I'm just going to do it anyway. And I want more courage like that. Courage comes from spending time with Jesus. Jesus says, don't be afraid. I am with you. He is with you. When you open your mouth to speak, he is right there by your side and he's taken hold of you and he's not going to let go of you. Your eternal future is secure. And then he says, I have many people in this city. And sometimes it can fill up on your own, in your company or maybe in your friendship group, maybe even in your family. You can feel like, well, I'm the only person. But Jesus has people in this city that, that you don't even know about. He has strategically positioned his people for his purposes. And there are people all over the city that have been placed there by Jesus Christ. You're one of them. And there are also people all over the city that have been placed there who they don't even know who Jesus is yet. But the Spirit is drawing them to him. And sometimes it can feel a bit random, like why am I in this job? Or why is this happening? Or why am I going through this process at the moment? 2020 might feel a bit random to you, like this is just a random sequence of events. I'm not sure what's gonna happen in like October, November, like 2020, what have you got left in the locker? But it's not just random. It might feel random, but God can use it for his purpose. You've been positioned for a purpose. And it doesn't matter how you feel, actually. Even when your voice feels weak. The words you speak have real power. And even though it feels random, God can use sometimes random, unexpected incidents for his purposes. I mentioned that just a few weeks ago, I was hit by a car. I was just walking down the road and this car came along. Walking down the pavement, this car came along the pavement towards me very rudely, about 30 miles an hour, hit me. I went up onto the bonnet, smashed the windscreen, came off the side. And because they thought at first it was a terrorist uh, incident. They, they rushed me to hospital in, in an ambulance and they had a police officer with me the whole time by my hospital bed just to make sure that I'd be safe if there was going to be a trial. And, 
And I couldn't see him because they were just checking I was okay, so they had me in a bit of a brace. So I was just like looking up towards the ceiling. And all I could do was, all I could hear was his voice. But because I'd been hit and my adrenaline was up and I was kind of pumped because I was still alive, I think my inhibitions were much lower. So I was just kind of chatting away. And I was saying, you know, how long have you been a police officer for? And he said, oh, you know, four weeks actually. I was like, four weeks? Wow, that's so, that's so recent. You know, it's amazing that you've chosen to do that job. It's an amazing thing that you do actually in your career because most people run away from danger and run out of harm's way. But you, for your job, you have to run towards danger, run into harm's way. And I noticed a bit of nervousness. He was like, yeah, I guess that's right. And I was, I was like, yeah, but it's, it's a good thing. I mean, because you get to be there in, in people's hour of need and kind of support them and help them. And I could tell in his voice, he's kind of thinking like, Who, who's this guy who's like covered in blood and bandages? He's trying to give me a pep talk in a hospital. And then he said, he said, well, how, how are you finding things at the moment in this crazy time? And actually, it was a Wednesday. And I suddenly thought, oh, I, I, I said, well, actually, one of the highlights for me has been doing this thing we do at my church called Alpha on a Wednesday. We've been doing Alpha online. And he said, well, what's that? And I said, well, it's, it's like an opportunity to explore some of the big questions of life like faith and forgiveness and purpose and you watch a little film about one of those things and then you get a chance to discuss it with like a group of 12 people online on zoom he said what like 12 people you haven't met before and I, was, I was like yeah at the start you know they're new but but then as the conversations go on one of the fascinating things is that these connections start to form and actually friendships start to form and the conversations are so interesting they're fascinating he said and you can say whatever you think and I was like, yeah, 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 that's, that's the idea. You get to say what you think and other people get to say what they think. And that's what makes the conversation so interesting. And he said, well, I think that's what people really need at the moment. A space where they can have like a really real, honest conversation. And I said, yeah, I think you're right. He said, I, I think that sounds really cool. I, 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 think, I think that's the sort of thing I, I'd like to do. And then I was there in the hospital thinking, oh, this is like a moment. And I was like, what do I do next? And I was like, I'm on my bed, looking at the ceiling. I didn't have a phone on me. I was like, oh, I can't really ask for his number. It feels a bit, for you know, I've only just met this police officer in the hospital. Like, what, what do I do? How do I? And I was thinking about all these things. And the doctors came in to, like, bandage me and sort me out. And I was like, oh, uh, and all I could think to do was, like, say, uh, HTB.org, have a look. And that was all I said. And so I don't even know if he heard the words right. I was thinking, why? he's a police officer. Why did I make it even easier? Why didn't I say HotelTangoBrava.org? And then at least he might have remembered it, made sure he got the letters right. But I still don't know if it actually landed or if you heard it. I couldn't believe I was there, captive audience, open goal, and I still didn't get it right. And I do make lots of mistakes. PC De Silva, if you're watching this, please do come along. But I make lots of mistakes. But actually, I don't want to stop giving it a go because it's too important. I don't want to lose my voice. And in spite of all the challenges that he faced, Paul kept on going. He kept speaking. Why? Because he knew what his passion was. And your passion is what you're prepared to suffer for. That's what the word passion means. And Paul knew that Jesus was prepared to suffer. He was prepared to pay any price, bear any burden, go to the cross, shed his blood, to win us forgiveness and hope and love and freedom. Jesus' passion is you and me. And because Paul knew that about Jesus, Paul's great passion was actually Jesus. And that's why he was prepared to put himself in harm's way, take a risk, do the difficult things, because he knew 
Jesus. And I've found that when I reconnect, when I refresh that in my mind, in my heart, in my soul, that deep truth that Jesus loves me and gave himself for me, that he knows me to the bottom of my soul, all of the good, all of the bad, all of I'm proud of, all that I'm ashamed of, all that I kind of push the surface, all that I try and hide. He knows it all, knows me to the bottom of my soul, and yet he loves me to the sky. That he, because of Jesus, instead of judgment, I can know grace. Instead of punishment, I can know mercy. Instead of death, I can know life. And life in all its fullness, and eternal life as well. That motivates me, kind of inspires me to use my voice, even in times like this when it's a bit complicated and a bit tricky. Because I think actually there's a moment where we could really use our voices to make a real difference. We could change the narrative even between now and Christmas. You know, we, could, we could say, actually, in the years to come, 2020 wasn't just a year when there were lots of things I couldn't do, and it was a bit frustrating, a bit difficult, and there were these real difficult things going on. Actually, 2020 was a year when, in the midst of that, I was able to use my voice to bring influence. I was able to encourage and envision those in my workplace. I was able to kind of come alongside and speak hope to those who were struggling and in despair. I was able even to bring courage to those who were fearful. I was able even to speak to people and say a bit about who Jesus is and what he's done. Just think that there might be people around you now, friends, colleagues, who in the years to come might be able to look back and say, 2020, the most significant thing for me about 2020 was that I encountered Jesus Christ. Someone sent a text, someone sent a message, someone invited me on Alpha, and I, you know, someone had a conversation with me. And I encountered Jesus, and my life has been transformed. There's an opportunity to change the narrative. Your voice is a God-given gift. It's unique. There are people who will listen to you who might not listen to anyone else. Don't lose your voice. Don't be afraid. Keep on speaking. Don't be silent, for I am with you.